0: This is the Ordained Educator podcast and I'm your host Bridget Jackson. For almost three decades I have lived and loved doing one of the greatest passions on earth, educating. I'm an ordained educator. If you're listening to this podcast you are destined to do what you're doing too. You were ordained to impact others. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, Ordained Educators. We are here for another podcast. We are so excited. We have made it to the month of March. So happy reading month to all the educators out there that are honoring reading this month. We hope all of you are and you're reading yourself. I'm actually having a 21 day book challenge and I challenge you to read as well. I believe you are a reader because you are on this podcast. You're someone that gleans knowledge. Well, we had said for the month of March, we were going to do trauma-informed decisions for successful educators. And so that's the series that we're going to do this month. We did have a guest interviewee. However, there was a, a issue, so we're going to bring that person on in a few weeks. So today I'm just going to kind of set the stage and talk to you. Today we're going to talk about how trauma affects. And if you listen in the news, if you watch again or you're on social media, you see there's a prevalent amount of traumatic issues that are out there. You know, we could have something to talk about literally all day long. And what started some of this, I was already going to do the trauma informed series, but then recently, and I don't know if any of you have seen it on social media where the little boy overseas, uh, wanted to kill himself. And he was only nine years old being bullied because he has, um, a special, Uh, I don't want to call it a disability because I don't like that, but he has some health issues and um, there's some things that's going on. So he's not, he doesn't look like the typical child. And so his mom posted the video because she wanted to bring some exposure to how bad the bullying had gotten at school. And he just kept saying over and over again, I want to kill myself. I don't want to live. Well, anybody watching that, your heart had to go out. And so today we were supposed to have a one-on-one interview with someone who is versed in a uh, youth suicide. So today that's going to be our topic. And I have some very staggering statistics for you and I'm going to share them. And then I want us, you know, to, again, just dive down into what we can do. So if you're on this podcast and you are an educator, but you educate adults, you still need to listen because a lot of what we're going to say about youth, and this is a piece that people have to understand, you don't wake up one day and then just change. There are some things about you, your character that's developed in your youth, in your foundation years, in your adolescency. And so today, let me give you a very grave statistic. I don't want to mess your week up, but I do want you to be very conscientious and I do want you to be cognizant of the fact of what's going on out there so that we can jump in front of it and be proactive and then we can start helping change mindsets. After all, we're ordained educators. One statistic from the uh, youth, I'm sorry, from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says Suicide is the second leading cause of death for ages 10 through 24, but there's also one that they did, and they said it's also the second leading cause of death for college age youth and ages 12 to 18. One actually went down to the age of 10, and then the other started at the age of 12 either one is too young. Those are the years that our children should be really developing who they are even more intensely and just enjoying their youth. But instead there's something in their life that's so traumatizing that they have thoughts of death and death by their own hands. This conversation is very, very near and dear to me. My first principal job that I had. A year after leaving, I had um, two sisters that attended my school and they had graduated. My school went up to eighth grade. um, So they had um, graduated out and went on to high school. And before the end of their high school year, one of the twins committed suicide at home, literally with family members uh, in the home. Uh, She had left some different things and she had shared some different things with people. So there were some indicators, you know, that were going on. And so we want people to realize that there are some signals and there are some signs and we just really have to be cognizant of it as educators and as the guards for the people that we serve. It was very, very traumatizing for all involved and even the staff at uh, both schools. Well, the school that she attended before she came to our school as well. So all of her schools, people were truly affected. Her family was truly affected. They absolutely loved her, but there was something there. And we want to, again, just keep that in the forefront. The statistics are very, very staggering. It says more teenagers and adults die from suicide than cancer, heart disease, AIDS, birth defects, stroke, pneumonia, influenza, and chronic lung disease combined. Did you all hear that? Combined. So it's very important that we get in front of this and we have a handle on it. It starts with some type of traumatic experience that is going on that has that person mind. And some people right now might be thinking, well, they might have a mental issue. Yes, but a lot of times those are triggered by a traumatic experience. And so as educators, I believe we have such a great calling. That's why this is called Ordained Educator. We have such a enormous opportunity to be able to influence lives. And when children When adults truly know who they are and know their purpose, then they have the tendency to do some great things and not feel like my life is not worthwhile. So as much as we can, every day that we can, we want to pour into the people that we have charged to make an output on says four out of five teens who attempt suicide have been given clear warning signs. So I just said that there are some signals that are going on. And so we have to watch that. And for those of us that are actually in uh, buildings working with uh, young people or again, young adults, even adults for that matter, the the, the signs are typically the same. They show us those signals and warning signs. We just have to be very, very uh, toot. We have to be very alert. We have to be very, very conscientious. And again, building instead of destroying that little boy. Can you imagine what his life has to be like on a daily basis? And when I saw it, I immediately said, where are the adults? that should be helping guide and protect him. We can't protect our children from everything, but we definitely can make sure that there's a good environment to learn and to glean in. So I challenge you today. And again, I know this is a conversation sometimes people don't want to, and this is even a difficult conversation for me to have because I'm a very upbeat person. I have loved if you've heard the other podcasts, I truly love, talking, and inspiring. But you can inspire if you don't have these type of conversations as well. We have to get out in front of some of this trauma. So how do we do it? There's another headline that was in the news recently about the little six-year-old girl here in the United States that was arrested by two police officers and taken to jail in handcuffs. I had someone come on my social media post and post and say, I posted and said, I, I was speechless. As an administrator, I would have never called the police on a six-year-old child. And I have been hit. I have been injured. I have been attacked by children uh, during my career. And I always try to put it in context. Do I believe that they need a consequence? Yes, I do believe that consequences are needed. But at the same time, I think the consequence needs to be in conjunction with whatever happened, um, the choice. And so for a six-year-old, we know that there's some things that's going on with them. And so someone came on my social media post and they posted and said that they were disagreeing with you know, my statement and that they agreed that the six-year-old should be taken to jail. Well, I can understand that viewpoint and that side too, because the person that posted this parent was a teacher and more than likely probably has had some incidences where children have attacked the parent. But I will say there's something deeper that's going on. And until we truly get down to the heart of these things, there are a lot of uh, exacerbated uh, mental illnesses that have come into play because we don't live in a society that we used to live in, unfortunately. I do not condone uh, children putting their hands on adults. I do not condone inappropriate behavior. But I do support giving children the needed help that is needed. And so I do understand it from the standpoint of a teacher, um, but I also understand it from the standpoint of an administrator. And just my point with it is let's get these people the necessary help that they need. We want them to grow up to be productive members of society. I remember our mission statement in my first school that I was hired in back in the 90s. Uh, That was a part of our mission statement. I will never forget it. It was almost a mission statement of every school across the United States. We wanted to have productive members of society. And we can only do that if we have systems in place to make sure that that is happening. So today, I just want to challenge your thinking. And again, you can disagree with me. You can agree like the gentleman um, that posted on my page that, you know, there should be some consequences when, again, violence happens. But when violence happens, we, I just truly believe that we should look to root causes. What's going on? Now, again, I'm not saying that people should not have consequences. There definitely needs to be consequences. But at the same time, we need to get down to the nitty gritty of what is causing that traumatic experience. It's not in our nature just to be violent. It's not in our nature um, to act out. It's not in our nature as human beings to do those things. Those are counterproductive. So if they're coming, why are they coming and what can we do about it? And so I just wanna challenge your thinking today. I want you to think about What can you do to have better informed decisions so you could be a better educator, a more successful educator? And one of the things that we have to do is we're going to have to be in the know. We're going to have to educate ourselves more. And we're going to have to, as a country, get out in front of all of this. So I hope I said something today to stir up your thinking. Please be cognizant of the statistics. Suicide is real. And if you know of anyone that is um, suicidal, if you see the warning signs, please report it. Please tell it. It's so very important that we are there. There is a suicide hotline. That information will be in our show notes. Encourage somebody today. I know this is kind of like a downer. This is not the upbeat, but we can't have the upbeat if we're not real. About the true issues that are facing our people out there today, whether they're children, young adults, or adults. God bless you for being the educator that you are. This is not happenstance that you are doing this. You are marvelous beyond measure. You're definitely called and needed. And so, if this is a time of stress for you, Do the things that you need to do. There are two podcasts that I did previously on self-care. Listen to those. Get the support that you need. I am a support. I am reachable. That information is in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time. You are marvelous. You are magnificent. You are an ordained educator, and we need you. We believe in you. We encourage you, and we just want Coach me and I will learn. Challenge me and I will grow. Believe in me and I will win. I believe in you. Believe in someone else today. Be blessed. Thank you for listening today. Please subscribe to our podcast and we'd love your comments and feedback. Our information is listed in our show notes. This podcast episode was brought to you by Ubuntu Press. You can find out more at www.ubuntupress.org. Ubuntu means, I am because we are.